0: Oh, welcome to Abiding in Avalon. <laughs> I am your friendly neighborhood Judas Pagan Witch, because every neighborhood has one of those, right? <laughs> uh, if it doesn't, then, uh, then you're in the wrong neighborhood. Welcome to my neighborhood. <laughs> and I'm also your host, obviously, but I just like to say it because it makes me feel important. <laughs> I'm Rebecca Thistle. Um, so this week I wanted to talk about food fixations um in relation to ADHD but also um in relation to spirituality. So um I actually I saw a post in an ADHD support group somewhere <laughs> asking about food fixations. And um and I've and I've been thinking about it ever since. And, and and I went, I think I'm gonna do a podcast about that because I feel like You know, because I I feel like not only from this ADHD angle, but also from this angle of spirituality that it is so easy, especially when you're just dipping your toe into spirituality. As a neurodivergent person, you are going to very quickly find people who are going to say, well, in order to truly be, you know, spiritual or enlightened or awakened or whatever... You have to completely change your diet. And that can be so overwhelming. Like it was completely like I spent I spent way too much time uh, beating myself up because I was like, oh, well, I mean, I guess I'm not really like that spiritual or, you know, that good of a person because I eat meat. And that's counterproductive. I feel, um, like, I'm, you know, if you want to eat vegan, by all means, please, like, I'm not here to tell you what is the right and wrong thing to do for you, you're the only one that knows that, I'm here to share my experiences, my observations, and, um, and you do with it as you will, like, like, I mean, uh, any, any episode of this show, like, please don't take it as this is how, Excuse me. This is how you actually have to uh, go about your spiritual path. Um, I actually, I just updated my uh, pen site today, of course, by the time this quote-unquote airs. uh, (laughs) By the time you're hearing this, (laughs) hopefully you're hearing this. (laughs) Because I looked at my analytics yesterday and I like nearly started crying. I was like, oh no. (laughs) Anyways. Um, but by the time you're hearing this, like, you know, it'll it'll be long, long past. But, um, what was I saying? (laughs) Oh. Oh, the joys of not only doing a podcast as an ADHD person, but like. man, <laughs> I'm leaving it in, whatever, <laughs> oh my god, um, so, food fixations, are you gonna finish that thought, no, because I lost it, it's in the ether, um, well, yeah, I spent a not insignificant amount of time, um, um, Oh, I now I remember what that thought was. I, I updated my pen site uh, yesterday, my, my little bio thing. I'm still trying to figure out how to rearrange it. So maybe by the time you're hearing this, it'll, it'll rearrange. Anyways, but in it, I made sure to make it clear that I'm not here to tell you what to do. I am here to help you figure out what's going to work for you. That's like, that's my goal. You know, I feel so many coaches are like, this is what you have to do. I I mean, not all of them. There are a lot of really good coaches who are just going to be like, yeah, no, you know, what do you want? And then they're going to, you know, do what we call motivational interviewing, where they're going to help you figure out the answer for yourself. That's, that's, that's my, that's my goal. And so that is my goal with this podcast. That is my goal with my (laughs) seedling, (laughs) not even a seedling. (laughs) <laughs> like seed because <laughs> seedling assumes that there's something like kind of popping out but no my little seed of a uh of a coaching business uh and my tarot reading services by the way it's one of the reasons that I have hitherto struggled so much with uh getting uh clients is because I don't like telling you what is going to happen? I don't. Because we are, you know, if you want to look at it from a, from a, a science, sort of scientific perspective, quantum perspective, we are constantly shifting timelines. Every decision we make creates an infinite number of other paths we could have taken, which now exist in other timelines. And so, you know, so I could tell you today, oh, yeah, no, your ex is coming back. But then you may make a decision or they may make a decision that puts them on another timeline and or you on another timeline. And guess what? Your ex isn't coming back. And honestly, they're your ex for a reason. I don't know why you would want them back. But, you know, every situation's different, so who am I to judge, you know? (laughs) You hear the shit that that has gone on with me and my twin, and you're just, you know, I've had so many people like, wow, there's so many red flags here. And I'm like, yes, I know. That's why it's been five years. (laughs) And and I've received two kisses on the cheek. And that's it. That is as intimate as we've gotten. Anyways, food fixations not here to tell you what to do i'm here to share my observations and i'm here to um you know give give some suggestions as to what you may want to consider um as you're moving forward okay so now that's out of the way (laughs) this is not medical advice this is not legal advice you, th- this is this is just a random person talking into a microphone because what the fuck else are they gonna do with their mornings? <laughs> oh, so you know it's not gospel truth. Anyways, so food fixations, back back on topic. Okay, um, it's okay to have them. So <laughs> the biggest the biggest issue that has actually. It, I, interestingly enough, fed my food fixations in the past, was feeling weird about it. Um you know, and, and beating myself up because I can't I can't be like other people and You know, and so, you know, you beat yourself up and you're like, well, I need a dopamine hit. Well, your brain is going, well, that's still hitting the dopamine spot just right. So you keep hitting it Um, until you're like, that doesn't really hit the spot anymore. And then you go on to a new food fixation. Here's the thing is it's not normal. (sighs) (laughs) Like, I I, honestly, the more I, the more I learn about, like, ADHD and uh, ASD, um, the more I am convinced that neurotypical people are the weirdos, because they, you know, I, I mean, they, they have beaten their brains into submission, you know, over years and years, centuries and whatnot, and into not... And in, and in, in to denying their humanity, honestly. But um, if you think about it, before we really started having a lot of global trade, you know, um, most people, you know, and the extremely wealthy. Are exceptions, of course, because this extremely wealthy will always be able to get whatever the fuck they want at any given point in time. (sighs) That's a good thing I took a pause there because right then is when my alarm went off (laughs) because I forgot to turn my alarms off. Anyways. But at any given point in time, like, um, really wealthy people have always been able to, to gain access to exotic foods. But now that we have a much more globalized economy, you have lower and middle class people being able to access um, different types of food throughout the year. You know, uh, bananas year round, uh, pineapples year round, <laughs> canned and fresh um I, I mean like it's going to be more expensive during certain times of the year because you know yes seasonal but it it is what it is right you know you can still you can still get things out of season which is really really cool but if you think about it in the past humans were sort of left um, didn't have that access to those things, and so they had to eat whatever was in season. So when the apples were being harvested, you ate apples until until you died. <laughs> well, of joy, probably. <laughs> but for months and months and months on end, you ate apples. And when blueberries were in season, blueberries, blueberries, blueberries. When squash was in season, squash, 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 squash. Carrots. I think potatoes are a year round thing, um, but you know you had your seasonal foods, and so during those seasons, you ate nothing but those foods, and so humans are made to fixate on a very specific food for a specific time because we work on seasons like that's that's so when you find, when you notice yourself having a food fixation, you're kind of like, God, why am I weird like this? This is, wow. You know, it's hitting my budget bad. It's doing this, it's doing that. You know, stop beating yourself up about it. You are being a human being. You are a human being. Just let yourself be. Well, maybe not let yourself be because, you know, don't fuck up your budget. (laughs) I'm not a financial advisor. I am just somebody who has paid the ADHD tax many times over. (laughs) Anyways, um, but don't sit here and think that there's something wrong with you. You are being human and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong about it. It's, it's the people who aren't doing food fixations. They're the weirdos, really. Um, so first and foremost, because, you know, I've always noticed that I, that I beat myself up, which just feeds the hyper fixation. And when I just sort of go or, or feeds the food fixation. And, and when I started going, okay, this is what my body needs right now. Then I sort of like, I started feeling better about it, so that being said like here's here's my testimony. hi, my name is becca <laughs> and and uh like my my big food fixation for the past well not for the past year, but um for basically all of twenty twenty two was jelly beans jelly belly jelly beans I would get I, you know, I'd I'd have a month or two here and there where I'd be like, no, no, I gotta stay away from these things, um, but always, I'd, I'd get, like, five bags at a time, and I would eat an entire, you know, I mean, it's a seven ounce bag, but that's still a lot of sugar to eat, and I was so fixated on those jelly bellies. And so, um, at the beginning of this year, at the end of 2022, beginning of 2023, I said, I don't do jelly bellies anymore. I don't eat jelly beans anymore. I don't. Well, specifically jelly, jelly bellies. Actually, I haven't had jelly, like regular jelly beans either. So, Mm. but I don't, I don't do jelly bellies anymore. And... And that wasn't, that wasn't a result of, of me beating myself up. Like, oh my gosh, you know, why are you so fixated on jelly? Like, I thought it was funny, to be honest with you, that I'm so fixated on jelly beans. Um, but uh, what, what it was, was I, I started noticing that I wasn't feeling great. So, um, so yeah, I started, uh, so I, so starting, you know, January 1st, because New Year's resolutions, I said no more jelly beans, no more jelly bellies. I think I had my last bag on December 30th, 2022, maybe the 31st, I don't know, but I I, I did go all in and, and have like my one last, you know, jelly belly blowout, (laughs) But I said, okay, I don't do that anymore, and I've been really great about um, about um, not eating Jelly Bellies since, um, you know. But it started with me going, I needed those for a time. I know it's silly, but it's okay. That's who I am. That that's how I am. That's what I needed. And by not beating myself up, I was able to more objectively examine, like, okay, well, how do these make me actually feel? And the answer was not great. So that was the first thing. The second thing that I did um, was I did a, um, I did a colon cleanse. <laughs> <laughs> i I did a colon cleanse i got i got a i got a uh a, a supplement on uh, amazon that's a seven day colon cleanse and i and so i I took a week uh during a waning moon cycle because <laughs> i'm witchy like that and i just um and I just cleaned myself out and the funny thing is is that just by doing that, it cut back so many of those sugar cravings. Um, Unfortunately, because I do uh, consume so many things with artificial sweeteners, over the past, um, (laughs) at this point, four months, um, I've noticed like my my bowel movements inc- increasingly becoming more concerning and so I'm like okay we're gonna do another cleanse now <laughs> by the time you hear this it'll be long done but you know but but that's so that's 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 the other thing is when you've just when you've accepted that you have a food fixation but then you you're like you know what this food fixation is not serving me that is an option to to consider is just to sort of flesh out your bowels uh, it, it's, it, it's like doing a, it's like doing a, a reset on your uh, gut bacteria. Um, so, uh, it, probably what I'm going to wind up doing, um, once I'm done with this cleanse is I'm going to get back on, um, probiotics. Cause I, that's probably another reason why things have fallen by the wayside is because <laughs> I, I forget to take my probiotics in the morning. Um, but yeah, so there's that. Um, and if, if you know, like, for instance, my mother, my mother is diabetic. Every woman in my family is diabetic as far as I know. Um, on both sides, I think. I don't know. Maybe I know one of my aunts on my dad's side is diabetic. I don't know about the other one, but they are twins. So maybe, um, but that being said, if you're having to, you know, if if for health reasons, you are having to cut out stuff, for instance, sugar, um, when you talk about it to yourself, to other people, frame it not as I can't eat XYZ, frame it as I don't eat XYZ, because that makes you feel more like it's a choice in it, in and it, and, and and that, you know, that I think that it's really funny because um, I did that Art of Living event with Matthew McConaughey. Hey okay. <laughs> uh, man like quick side note about art of living, oh my gosh. um it actually got mentioned on John Oliver's show uh, the week after the event and um and they did a they did a super cut of different clips of of uh, McConaughey talking and you know and, and how silly how silly it sounds and I'm like he's an actor <laughs> he's an actor he's a southerner like bro <laughs> y'all yankees need to just like get your shit together right <laughs> but what they didn't mention when they were talking about this event was like yes it was five and a half hours but it's not like McConaughey was talking that whole time it was like five different speakers the first being makanhana well like actually he was the second but McC she's so pretty. he like I mean seriously that man has aged delightfully. I'm just saying <laughs> uh, anyways and uh, so I was I was a little irked by that I'm like sir. Your show is so great at doing nuance, but you're just hell-bent on making fun of Matthew McConaughey that that you took out all of the nuance about Art of Living. Anyway, so Art of Living. One of the other speakers uh, was Marie something. I think I mentioned this on a previous episode, actually. A little closer to the event. Because it was was an amazing event, actually. It really was, for me. Um, Anyways... Um, so Marie, she, she talked about, um, uh, framing thing, things as I don't do, um, and don't do in her case, her example was, I don't do overwhelm, which made her brain sort of switch into this space of I'm allowed to say no to, to something because it, it will put too much on my plate and I don't do overwhelm um, and so after she, she talked about this little neuro-linguistic neuro-lingu- programming technique, I sat there and I went, oh my gosh, I've been doing this since the beginning of the year, and that's, that's a big part of why I have, um, done so well with, with this intermittent fasting program that I've been doing, is it's because I don't do, Feeling like shit. <laughs> I, I don't do shitty feelings, <laughs> and you know, and so it, it's 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 made me it's 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 made me focus more on foods that um, have make me feel better, as opposed to foods that make me feel like shit. Unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what what the difference has been this this past uh, menstrual cycle for me, but I've been more munchery, <laughs> munchery. <laughs> I've been more sn- snackage do. I don't know. I'm making up words now. I've been snacking more, is what I'm trying to say, and I I want to blame it on the solar eclipse um, at the new moon in actually it's a second new moon in Aries because it was still in Aries but you had a solar eclipse and a new moon at the same time um and then and and then there was there was something else that happened that I was just like astrologically that I was like oh Mercury retrograde And so I was just like I think this is I think this is gonna make me feel like some sort of way Oh, but whatever it was, I went back to excessive snacking, and so because I went back to excessive snacking, you know, now I'm like, okay, I think it's time for another bowel reset. So guess what I'm doing this week? <laughs> By the time you hear this, I'll be done with it. But yeah, so the going back to the point. The point is, is if you've got a food fixation, stop eating yourself up it's normal. Everybody else that doesn't have one is fucking weird. <laughs> They're the weird ones. <clears throat> There's this creator on on TikTok who who talks about um neurodivergency, but they talk about it in the context of neurotypical people versus normal people. <laughs> We're the normal ones. People on the spectrum with ADHD, we are the normal ones but yeah so so uh, you know first and foremost it is it is it's okay to have that food fixation it is normal to have that food fixation second of all when you are ready to cut it out make sure that you are doing it not for other people do it for yourself and I know that's, like, such a cliche. Oh, don't do it for other people. Do it for yourself. I don't know. No. Do, like, because when you, when you do things to make other people happy, you will always, always fail somewhere. You will always, like, this, this is, this is my observation. You will always fail somewhere you know even if you succeed at you know for instance creating a successful business that earns you the kind of money that you want so that you can live the life you want there is going to be something that you sacrifice that is not going that is going to make it so that you're not happy even though you have that successful business and and that financial you know whatever Uh, If you are doing it for other people, if you're doing it for yourself, then you find a way to incorporate all the things and people that make you happy as you are doing it because you're doing it for you. So, oh Lord, I hear my daughter rumbling and I'm not even done with this podcast. So yeah, do it for yourself. Do it because you don't want to feel like shit and frame it not as I have to stop eating xyz because i can't i can't anymore frame it as i don't eat xyz like me with the jelly beans i don't eat jelly beans i don't order out well with two exceptions and and both exceptions were on behalf of my daughter so i can't get i can't get too mad about, at myself about that because i don't do self-flagellation flagellation flagellation I I don't beat myself up anymore. I don't do it. I mean, I do do it, but I you know when I do it, I I'm like, nope, we don't do this anymore. I'll give you a, I'll give you another example um of the the don't beat yourself up and don't do things for other people side of things in a moment while I deal with my daughter. All right, so, uh, don't beat yourself up. (laughs) Got her settled. Okay, um, so don't beat yourself up. It's okay to have the food fixations. It's human to have the food fixations. Um, frame your, you know, whatever you are choosing to cut out. Cut it out, um, for your sake. Frame it as you're doing it for yourself. Oh, I was going to tell you something about the not doing things for other people. So, um... So yesterday, um, a couple of months ago, by the time you're hearing this, <laughs> I uh I looked at my at my analytics uh here on my Spotify for Podcasters app. And um and I had gone from having one estimated audience to zero estimated audience, and I wanted to cry, and my brain went into this into this mode of oh my gosh i'm never going to i'm never going to succeed at this because you know i i don't look right i don't talk right i don't i don't do what other people do and i just i started spiraling it was horrible and um and it put me in this mindset from back in 2016 when i was a distributor for a multi-level marketing business where I was doing everything I could to make that business work. And what I was doing was the same things that everybody else said that they did. And unfortunately, those techniques were not made for me as a person. They they may have worked for those people somehow, some way, but <laughs> they didn't work for me. And after, after I left the business, I've, I've thought a lot, a lot about why that was. And I've come to the conclusion that it was because that wasn't me. I'm not the kind of person that can look at someone saying no and go, oh, well, they didn't actually say no. They just said not right now. I can't do that. I can't do sleazy sales techniques. I can't do you know the, the the hun you know hey hun let me tell you about this really great thing i can't do the preying on you know really desperate people i i just can't i can't you know if if you go to my website rebeccathistle.xyz and you go look at my services through uh sites, uh you will notice like my coaching my coaching services are ridiculously underpriced ridiculously underpriced Um, so many, even new coaches will sit there and they will price their, um, their, their time and their coaching packages and, and, and all that stuff in like thousands and thousands, you know, even new, new coaches. And it's like, you know, you do you, but I don't feel right doing that, especially since the people I'm wanting to help coach are people with ADHD who, you know, struggle with impulsive buying and if they're going to impulsively get help from me I'm not going to force them to go into into insane amounts of debt in order to do it you know so like I'm sure I'm sure there are a lot of coaches that are gonna look at that and you know if if ever anyone sees this and they're gonna be like wow, what so the point is is that you are not like anybody else and this is not like oh you're a precious little snowflake rhetoric this is you know you better than any other person on the face of the planet better than I do better than your friends do better than even your parents do you know you know you and so you need to you need to do things for you because what other people are gonna say is right for you, isn't always gonna be right for you. So when you cut out, when you cut out something from your diet, you need to be doing it for you. And this brings me into the um, spiritual angle of this. Because uh, did I mention this at the beginning? You know, like when when. I noticed when people first start in on their spiritual journey, it is so easy to um come across lots and lots of posts about you have to completely overhaul your diet and like I mean more power to you if that's what you want to do, like you truly want to do again this is this is about you, what my experience has been is that that actually made me feel worse, because, um, I, I just, it's not that I can't, it's that I really don't want to, like, I mean, am I eating less meat? Yeah, I am, um, am, am I vegan? Oh, no, 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 no. I start my day every single day with eggs. Although I have been looking into vegan alternatives just because the price of eggs. Oh my fuck. But, um, be that as it may, even when I think about doing like, you know, you know, vegan alternatives to, you know, my morning Jimmy Dean makes these frozen frittatas and so you know that's I I you put them in the toaster oven oh they're so good anyways um they're so quick and they're so easy probably like not the best you know it'd probably be better if I was doing it on my own but you know what for something quick and easy that doesn't take away too many spoons from my spoon drawer you know that's uh <laughs> that's pretty nice but again prices right Um, so I have been looking at at vegan alternatives. And so when, when I do think about like, okay, well, how could I make that work? I'm thinking about how I can do it, um, quickly, (laughs) i.e. in the microwave. (laughs) I don't know, maybe I could find like, like a, a mini muffin pan or something in the I make little mini frittatas, but when I think about, like, making little mini frittatas with, uh, just eggs, you know, the vegan egg alternative, um, or one of them, most popular one. Anyways, um, and when I think about that, I'm like, oh, well, I want to put some bacon bits in there, which makes it very much not vegan. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I, I I don't see myself anytime in the near future going fully vegan. Have I have I cut back on some of my meat consumption? Yeah. Not 100%. But I'm not doing it for a spiritual reason. I'm doing it because I'm following what my body wants, what my body needs. Um my big concern um right now is twofold actually. Um, it, my, my personal, big concern is sugar, um, because of, uh, because I know it's, it's messing around with my gut health, like really bad. And, um, there's a lot of connection between gut health and mental health. And so I know that that's making my ADHD symptoms worse. And so that's why I'm like, mm, I need to, I need to worry about these, this this sugar consumption. I need to, I need to take that into account. Right. Um, also, <laughs> uh, I, I like sodas. I like sodas way too much. <laughs> like, I am horrible about, um, about drinking sodas. And I mean, I'm, I'm, they're diet sodas, which, you know, the artificial sweetener probably isn't helping my gut health either. Actually, I know for a fact it's not. Um, however, um, I, I know that, the sodas are not, are not doing me any favors. Um, however, the, the problem that I'm having with both of these things is that they both give me a decent dopamine rush. So, um, with the sugar, that's, that's obvious. Sugar is, is like quick dopamine hit. Uh, with the, um, with the sodas, um, I, I, honestly, I think it's the burping. Like, I've always given the excuse of, like, oh, well, it, you know, it's easier to swallow food that way because I do have nerve damage um, with my swallowing nerves because of all the surgeries back in 2004. Um, I don't think I've talked about that on this podcast, so may have to do a an origin story. <laughs> a villain origin story. Am I a villain? I don't know. Anti-hero origin story. <laughs> because I'm the problem. Anyways. Um, but yeah, so, um, I, 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 I'm, for many years I have said that and I believe, and I well and truly do believe that that is, that is a huge part of it is that nerve damage with swallowing. The soda does seem to make it easier to swallow a lot of foods and it also makes it so that uh, while those foods are sitting in my stomach, um, I don't have as much, uh, acid reflux, I, you know, it feels like things move a little faster through my digestive system when that happens, but I recently found another layer to that, which is the burping. (laughs) So, um, I was watching Hannah Gatsby special, um, Nanette, many, many, many moons ago, really great special if you haven't seen it. I don't, I don't even want to call it a special, it's like a one, one woman show. Anyways, um, but in that she talks she she breaks down how comedy works um and essentially it is like you build up tension and then you say the punchline which relieves the tension and that's that's a big part of why you laughed and you know and so there's your brain releases dopamine as a result of that and so with soda What, you know, I I notice where this happens in so many different areas of life, but with soda specifically, you have that tension of the carbonation building up in your stomach and it builds up and it builds up and it makes you a little uncomfortable for a second. Then you burp and it's like, oh, that feels better. (laughs) And then the sound's funny. So, (laughs) so there's that as well. (laughs) <laughs> it's so funny to hear all this stuff in the background um in my headphones. I don't know how much of it is coming through uh to you. So anyway, so when so when we're talking about adjusting our our diets for spiritual purposes, it like I mean again, do what makes you happy. Um but know that no dietary change that makes you miserable is going to make you spiritual because it is it's so interesting to me how much how much of a spiritual experience joy truly is like i want to say just joy but when you're just doing something that makes you happy it's a spiritual experience Um, I remember talking um, back in high school to, well, she was, she was my uh, drama teacher, (laughs) but she, most of the classes she taught were art. She had one drama class (laughs) and that was it. But, you know, she really, she loved making art and we were talking one day, um, I think during or after one act play practice, rehearsal, I should say. And, uh, and she talked about how, you know, how she would get really into an art project and she would lose track of time, which is very much an ADHD thing. Um, but she came from a generation where that wasn't, that was not a thing, especially if you were female. Um, so I don't think she ever looked at it through that lens, but, um, Anyways, uh, she, but she talked about that and, and I would, I was thinking about that recently about that conversation and I went, I think what she described was a meditative experience more than anything. And so there's, there is, there is something spiritual about being, about being joyful you know I know I know a lot of people have many many criticisms about Abraham hicks um however, their overall message of you know do what makes you happy, follow what makes you happy, and you will get the things that you want you know that that it doesn't always feel like practical advice but but there there is some merit to that sort of explanation or that, that sort of approach to life. There is merit to it because, yeah. Anyways, so if you're gonna, if you're gonna change your diet for spiritual reasons, make sure that it is a diet that makes you happy. You know, and, and so that's why I can't sit here and say, no, don't go vegan. That's, that's a bad, bad, you know, vegan isn't bad, you know, it's, it's not for me. If it makes other people happy, by all means, the real spiritual experience you are going to have as a result of changing your diet is being happy in your own brain and in your own body and if cutting out all animal products helps you get there by all means do it um, i i personally i would recommend um this is, this is just my personal recommendation not a doctor it's it's your life it's your body you do what you need to do but my personal recommendation if 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 i ever end up fully going vegan um, I, I will be doing it just little bit by little bit. Like I've already, in, in many ways, I've already started transitioning because I, I do have sensitivity to lactose. So, you know, so I do find, I do my best to find, um, dairy-free products. (laughs) And sometimes the quicker way of finding dairy-free products is to search for vegan products. So, you know, I, I do have a lot of, um, you know, things that I have found that are really wonderful. And, and, and again, that's, this is obviously no hate to vegans or anybody who follows that lifestyle. It's, it's all great. Um, but if, if I were to, it, it would be a slow transition, a slow transition. Okay, first I'm going to cut out the dairy. Done. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> I'm just trying to, I'm trying to find a, 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 um, plant-based cheese that's like shredded so that I can make quesadillas the way that I'm used to, but I don't know, maybe I'll have to find another technique and it might just be easier. I don't know. Anyways, um, but I do love quesadillas. I also like, um, what, what we call cheesy toast. And so when I say cheesy toast, what I mean is, um, I take some, I take some bread and, um, I sprinkle some shredded cheese on there and put a little bit of, uh, seasoning salt on top of the cheese. Mm, so good. And then put it in the toaster until, you know, until it's, it's exactly the way I like it. Uh, usually around about 10 minutes is, is the sweet spot. So that's, that's pretty cool. Anyways. So, you know, as you're starting a spiritual journey, if you want to change your diet, just take it, take it easy on yourself. Take it easy on yourself. Um, little bit by little bit, you know, as my therapist likes to constantly remind me, <laughs> the way you eat an elephant is one bite at a time. And so, you know, just, just one thing, one thing at a time. It's it, the, the greatest spiritual ecst- ecstasy, you will ever know is just being happy in your own skin and however you achieve that is up to you because you're the only one that knows what it's like to live in your own skin um so you know really really own that experience for yourself so um this was kind of a long episode (laughs) starts and stops and, and twists and turns and all that but um now it's time for the self-promotion, <laughs> which I kind of already did a little bit, didn't I? Anyways, uh, it, if you'd like to, uh, get connected with me on either Facebook or TikTok, or if you'd like to look into some of my coaching services, my, uh, card reading services, I'm still on the fence about offering energy healing services, um, you can go, uh, to my website rebeccathistle.xyz that's R-E-B-E-C-C-A-T-H-I-S-T-L-E.xyz, x-y-z <laughs> and uh, see what all is up there but until next time stay doodly and abide